0: Welcome to the Lesbian Review Podcast. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by the fantastic Felden Bush. Felden is currently organising Alcott, which is coming later this year and is super exciting. So we'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of the show, but right now she's got some fantastic recommendations for us. She's going to be talking about women in uniform and three must-read books, you know, for those of us who think that a woman in uniform is just too delicious. Thank you for
1: the lovely introduction and Yes, I do have a. I think some people would say a penchant for delicious people in uniform, and I don't. I don't know why, and I drive everybody mad with my thoughts of uh, women in uniform. But when you suddenly say women in uniform, and I I messaged you and said, oh, I'm going to do women in uniform, you suddenly realise that there are thousands of women in uniform. You Just think about police and fire. And I made this list because I thought, I'm going to categorise them. I've been well-trained by Sheena. I'll categorise things into the right right parcel. And then when I actually even looked at that, I thought, oh, God, we've got police procedural. We've got thrillers. We've got small-town policing. And then when I went into firefighting, I was similarly having a problem. After about uh, three or four days of sitting and mulling over my list, I realised... There you are, you get to my age and suddenly realise that you actually like women in the services, the, the forces and their uniforms, and thereafter it became a little easier. And I, I therefore thought about war as a topic, and everything fell into place. There are a number of books out, but there aren't a huge number of lesbian books about war. There's quite a few about the effects of war, but not too many that actually talk about women in the forces full stop. Um, There is isn't a huge range that I found anyway. I'm sure some of your listeners will put me right and say there's thousands of them. (laughs) But um, I think it's quite interesting because a lot of lesbians are in the forces and a lot of them are also banned from writing about the forces. So you end up with this sort of catch-22 situation that people who've never been in the forces write about the forces, and anyone who's been in the forces realises quite often they don't understand what they're writing about. Anyway, so I've, I've done my selection. I've used the past, the present, and the future, which gave me an opportunity to talk about three different must-read books for people with different interests. Okay. The past is history. I was looking specifically at the Second World War, which is a great love of mine, and that got me to the my first choice of book, and it had to be uh, Justine Saracen um, writes, um, amongst other things, has written some wonderful books about the Second World War.
0: I think you've spoken to me before about, uh, I've never read her books. Just give me a a kind of an overview of what kind of books she tends to write.
1: Okay. She's written a number of books about long ago history, uh, Greeks and uh, assisting Chapel and stuff. But she's written a series of books about the Second World War. And what she's done is taken, she says that lesbians were about in the Second World War. They're just never mentioned. So she sort of moves historical events slightly to put lesbians in there. One of my favourites writes about uh, Belgium, and in it it she talks about spies, basically, and uh, the lines that took uh, fallen pilots in the Second World War in Europe. If a pilot landed, there was a whole line to get them out through Spain and back fighting again. And and that's a story that she put a lesbian spin on, how that happened. Um, and my favourite one of all is the one I wanted to, to recommend to people, which is The Witch of Stalingrad, which is about Russia. It's a wonderful, wonderful story of the war in Russia. She hasn't made it pretty. She's taken real events and real people and slightly changed history a little bit just to fit in what she wanted to say. The Witch of Stalingrad involves uh, a photographer, a photojournalist who's American with a Russian background, and a uh, Russian woman woman pilot, and how they keep meeting. It's a slight romance to it, but it's not about the romance. It's about the other people in it. It's about the whole environment of the war situation. The fact that they're apart and neither ever knows what's happening to the other. And the pilot, the conditions, they're called the Nachthexen by the Germans. There were these Russian women in these little tiny planes that were so light you could could move them themselves. And they had no... They had compasses, but they were at night, so they couldn't see where they were going. And they had no radios, no nothing. It was icy cold uh, because it was winter in Russia. And they were setting off from these airfields to basically cause the Germans uh, around Stalingrad uh, problems. And the story around that is absolutely brilliant. She's so well-researched, and she's taken history, and then put this little story all the way through it. I think it's brilliant. Mm.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: There's a passage in it, I've got to tell you. They, they eventually, it's obvious they're going to get together at some point, but they, they do get together at one point, and they're having sex in the back of an aircraft, in the dark, in freezing temperatures, and one of them says, it's like embracing a pile of laundry Somewhere deep inside all of this is you, which I think is quite... <laughs> just got my sense of humour. I love this. Having a bit of sex with a pile of laundry in the back of
0: an Arab <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. So your first book is The Witch of Stalingrad. So people who like history will obviously like this book because it's got yes. a lot of historic facts. It's not a lot of romance, you say, is it is it kind of more of an action? Is it just a kind of a slice of life?
1: I think it's it's definitely action, and there is the romance is about are they going to get together or are they not? And are is history going to stop them getting together? Basically, Lilia gets um, the, the Russian pilot gets moved a lot. And Alex the photojournalist also goes wherever her paper or the Russian Center, and it's about them their lines crossing. So there's a lot of action in it in, as regards flying these these U2 aeroplanes, which are wonderful. And how they ever did it, I don't know. In the temperatures that they did, there's also quite a bit about uh, the partisans in uh, Russian partisans and the political background, and so we. We meet some of the the, um, the high-ups in Russian command and um, some uh, wonderful uh, cameos of people like General Patton, who's the American general in, uh, in Europe. So it's one of those books, I think, that you can't put... I tend to read a lot of books you can't put in a certain category. I love books that are broad and sweeping, and you can't categorise, and that certainly... I think it's historical, but but it's not to me. It's a slice of life, but it's got action
0: in it. All right. So, what is your second book then? So we so that's the history. So we're dealing yeah. with present now.
1: So, keeping sort of in line with the present, I picked A J Quinn. This was more difficult. I wanted to cover Afghanistan or the Falklands or Iraq or uh, one of those wars. A lot of the uh, books that cover that cover the same thing. Somebody who's been in Afghanistan and is wounded and has PTSD. Not, not. I'm, I love, I mean, Megan O'Brien, Battle Scars, about Ray with her dogs who's got PTSD. Um, and it's beautifully, beautifully written. It was one of my contenders. But I had to pick A.J. Quinn's Show of Force. It's about a naval pilot. So you've, okay. you've got me going I'm immediately. <laughs> naval pilot. and We first meet her at a diplomatic uh, reception in Bahrain, and A.J. Quinn, who's an absolute master at describing sexy women, describes her... Uh, um, from the viewpoint of a journalist who's at the reception who suddenly sees this tall woman in naval whites going across this reception and asking a woman to dance and dancing with her. And this journalist is saying, I'm going to take her home. <laughs> Gosh, and I tell you, if I'd have my way, I'd take taken her home as well. <laughs> you know, five foot ten, you know, just the right build, short duck hair. Oh, total confidence. And I was, I bought into it by then. I was, I was absolutely, um, absolutely sold. that the pilot is on an aircraft carrier. The story is basically a romance. No, it's not. But it's got some romance in between the journalist and the pilot. But the good thing, the change of this and. Yes, there are things that happen and I don't really don't want to get the story away. But the second half of the book of the book is a thriller and somebody is coming after the pilot. The story unfolds with what has happened and why somebody's coming after her. And this pilot changes from that for me, the thing that, that sort of sticks in your mind is this pilot goes across uh, at this diplomatic reception, all confidence and uh, dress whites, and you know you can actually picture her. And then towards the end of the story, she's she's almost broken, and determined to get herself back to normal. And and it's such a a contrast. It's a brilliant, brilliant story. And I I don't know if you've read any of A. J. Quinn's, but her her actions and adventure type stories are really quite good. And this is no exception. So um that was it. It was the um it was the woman who told me.
0: (laughs) The pilot. This this sounds like exactly my kind of book. The the thrill element, the the change in you know so she goes from this confident to this not confident, that's fantastic. That's like that sounds like my kind of book exactly.
1: Yes, I think I think you'd enjoy it. I I really do. It's um I I I I don't know. I I came across it um, in one of the lists on uh, the Lesbian Review. Somebody recommended it, so I I thought, oh, sounded um, right up my street. And sure enough, it was. And I've I've read it two or three times, and I've I've got as much joy out of it, you know, on a second or third read, that, uh, as I did when I first read it.
0: Definitely needs to check that one out. So now I'm very excited about this next upcoming one, because this is very much my scene. So let's talk future.
1: Future. I went to a million different places with future because you and I both like, um, I forgot the name of it, Mary Shannon's um, fantasy book. I also looked at um, books like uh, Lise McTain's uh, Depths of Blue, uh, Ray Magdon written another uh, one that's about war. And then, of course, I had to mention The Caffernan by Fletcher Delancey. My intro into Lesbic, um from Science Fiction.
0: I think you but, might um, be one of Delancey's like, biggest fans. Every time I talk to you, you manage to mention a Delancey <laughs> novel.
1: <laughs> she's, she's just re-released The Caffernan because she's learnt so much while she's been writing. She re-released it. Um, which... I have I've got, but I haven't read yet. So it's it's on my I'm saving it. (laughs) As much as I wanted to put it into uh, my future, I was looking much more on a both the stories I've done so far, the the past and the the present, are much more on a personal level. And as you know, um, my favourite book of the last few year couple of years on um, dystopian book is Sophia Kell Hagen's uh, whatever gods may be and um, she's it's a three book series and this is the first in the series and I just loved it when I reviewed it I actually put I went to look up the ISBN number for your um, paperwork that we do and I ended up rereading it <laughs> so it, it's one of those books that Keeps getting you um, entranced, and I was very, very careful when I, um, I write, wrote myself a few notes before we did this um, podcast, and I thought I'm not, I am not going to read it again. <laughs> I'm banned. I haven't got time to read it again. But I'm going on holiday in uh, in a month's time, and I'm going to take it with me. <laughs> I'm just going to resist it. Okay, so tell us about it. Sophia Kelhagen's book is. Lots of people have said it's not their cup of tea because it's written in the first person. It's, the whole story is written from Jamie Gwynne Morgan's head. And it's what she's thinking. And it starts when she is a youngster, so I think she's 16, if I remember rightly, 16 or 17. And she's going into the Marines and she's in a real muddle. And so, of course, the story, the first couple of chapters are a bit muddled because it's her talking, saying, I don't know, and I and You don't learn about where her head is until further on. And as she gets slightly older and more confident, you suddenly start finding out um, what she's thinking, and the story starts to come together. But it's basically the story of a young girl in a dystopian future but not far ahead joining the the US marines and what happens to her and it is it is a war story there's very little romance there is some sex with a sort of romance to it there's a lot of action battle action with weapons that are slightly like uh, the weapons of nowadays, only more so. So they, we've gone ahead. You could imagine if you took weaponry 50 years ahead, that would be where we would be in the story. But it's telling the story in terms of the PIA. It's, a, it's a, a force that's taken over islands in the Pacific. So it's sort of like a mix of World War II and Japan and Vietnam. And Korea all mashed up together and our young girl is going through combat and because people keep getting killed by the time she's 18 she's a staff sergeant and I don't want to give too much away at one point she's taken prisoner it's quite scary you're in her head and it's what she's feeling so it's absolutely gripping. It really discusses the horror of war and how it affects an individual. And the next two books in the series are still resolving all those issues that are in her head. As I say, it's one of my favourite books.
0: So you recommend people give it a, what, about halfway read before they give up on it?
1: (laughs) Yes, I I think... Looking at people's reviews, they've said, oh, I couldn't get into it. I I can't. It's, it's really muddled at the beginning. And I, I feel like saying, stop, stop, stop. She's You're in, you're in a 16-year-old's head who's, who's running away, basically, from something, and you don't know what it is. And she's arguing with herself, and somebody has said, join the Marines, you'll be safe. <laughs> so that's what she's done. She's on her own, and she's joined the Marines to be safe, and she's looking for safe. She's looking for somewhere safe, and you suddenly realise that actually that's the last thing that they're sending her to war, which is not safe, and she's still looking for somewhere that's safe.
0: Okay. And do we discover what she's running from?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm I'm just trying to I think it's in that volume that you
0: find out what she's running from.
1: Yes. The next book, she's running from the first book. So spends life running.
0: So let me get this right. So you recommended three books, which actually turned out to be five books because you recommended a trilogy as the last one.
1: Yes, well, I, I'm, uh, I know that you you stretch some of these things, but but no, the, they are the the three books. I do, I, I, can't not recommend several. People say to me, oh, should I read?" So I say, "Yes, but don't forget this."
0: What kind of read is is this one? So you say it's a little bit of a dystopian type of read. Is it a? Is it more of an action? Is it more of a kind of a a life story? Yeah, I think I think it's action. It it really is action. It's a war story. If
1: you like watching war films, you know about the the personal effects of war. There's some um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but if you like war films on the TV, you'll like this.
0: Okay. That sounds awesome. All three books sound amazing and you have reviewed most of them on The Lesbian Review and I'll I'll add links to the show in the show notes to your reviews so that people can see the whole breakdown. But let's talk a little bit about Alcon then that's coming up. When when is it coming up?
1: It's the 23rd and 24th of August and it's the Alcon is the European Lesbian Literary Conference. We we spent a lot of time working out the name. <laughs> we wanted to make it sound like a proper conference, which so it, which it is. Um, it's the 23rd and 24th of August, and it's being held in uh, Bristol, in the UK, at the Marriott Hotel on
0: College Green, which is right in the centre of Bristol. And who should be attending? Um,
1: anybody who would like to meet their favourite authors, uh, European-wise. We've got authors from Germany, Belgium, UK, oh, I don't know, there's there's lots. And it's a definite European
0: flavour. You've got some big names in Liz coming. Yes, we've got uh, Jay, Harper Bliss, Kiki Archer,
1: Claire Lydon, Wendy Hudson, A.L. Brooks, Andrea Brammel. <laughs> justine Saracen. <laughs> uh, from, in my view it's for people who would like to meet their favorite authors get one-on-one time with them which will be lots of they're going there's a number of panel events uh, some workshops um, if you need to get a book signed bring it or buy it <laughs> those kinds of things for readers but it's as much for the writers as it is for the readers and our aim if you go and look at our website the aims on there are about encouraging people to write as, as much as anything so as we were discussing earlier we've managed to get gcls sponsorship for it so that's really really good because it shows that we're doing the right thing and it's being run by zara wood who's the person really running it with a committee I i called myself Zara's Gopher. She says go for that or go for the other, and I do what i <laughs> uh, But there's a committee of uh, five of us who are just volunteers. We've we've had to change venues so, because it's growing. So that says to us we're on the right track.
0: So what is the expected turnout, more or less, in terms of visitors? Do You know yet?
1: No, we're we've got thirty. As I said, I think thirty. Two or three authors, uh, running from the big ones to small people who self publish. Um, some people have only got one book. Um, we've got two authors or three authors whose books are just coming out. So we've got um, May Dorney, who's just released a book, yeah. and Samantha Hicks, Kit Mallory, and Jen Matthews. I've probably missed somebody, and if I have, I'm sorry but they're all issuing their first books in the next few months. So it's, it's a real, real mixed bag of, of people and
0: authors. And, Fantastic. So where can people find out more information on Elcon? There's a, a website, elconmeet.org.
1: e double meet all one word, dot .org, and there's the details there. It, it We've we're, we're tried to keep it as... Um, inexpensive as possible so um, if you get in quickly, we're still doing the early bird offer at of £70 and it's a, a, a day and a half conference So, and as you can imagine most of the money is going to pay for a venue um, that's a sort of a given but we're providing lunch on the Thursday and um, tea and coffee and what have you so it's, it's a, a really nice day out that's, that's a really good deal. Well, that was our aim. We, if you make it too expensive, people can't afford it. Unless you're one of the big names, there's not that much money in authoring for, um, if you're, you know, setting out. So you have to make things affordable. But hopefully lots of people will come and, and, and get some um, benefit from it and enjoy meeting, you know, some of the panels. It will be interesting to hear. We didn't manage to get Harper Bliss on the panel, Um, so (laughs) we're really pleased. But, you know, Jay, Harper Bliss, your authors that you like, what do they think about certain things? So there's some really interesting panels coming up.
0: So make your way over to Alcon if you're in Europe. If I was that side of the world, I would absolutely be there. I would be there from the minute it was open.
1: I think you should come anyway. (laughs) God. Sell sell everything you possess and come.
0: It would take that in me to be able to get across
1: there. I think it's going to be good. There's a, there's a good crowd who are already talking to each other about where are you going to stay and are we going to meet up the, the night before. And the other thing I, I think for, for me, the great sale of alcohol is if you haven't been before, you can say on your application you haven't been before and um, I'll talk to you, me personally. And I'm in charge of Elcon Buddies. So we've got a group of people who haven't ever been to one before who we're going to meet the night before and then on the day give people who haven't been before somewhere to hang out and find other people who haven't been before just so that they've got, if you're on your own, it can be quite uh, daunting to go to one of these events. so.
0: That's amazing. And this is why I love the lesbian culture so much. We're so thoughtful of this sort of thing. I think it's fantastic. You go, girls. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. As I say, sell all your belongings and capital. It's tempting. It's really tempting. <laughs> sell sell Tamara. <tomorrow. laughs> oh my gosh. Don't tell her I said that. Apart from meeting authors, you guys have to go meet. Felden, she's amazing. She's fantastic. She was very involved with the Lesbian Review last year. She's been very involved with Alcon this year. She's all over the lesbian scene. She reads far faster and far more than I do, even, and she can recommend all sorts of books, as you've heard. So go get her autograph too, because she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, pal. I will add links to to everything that we discussed in the show in the show notes um don't forget to join our facebook group the lesbian talk show chat group or come and join the lesbian review book club where we do a monthly book club discussion and read a specific book that we choose at the tlr thank you so much for joining me today valden
1: and thank you for inviting me and can i just say do everything Lucina tells you she's the queen of all things
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay thank you so much